You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Billy Up Sports and the Billy Up Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jared Clay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside a old friend, long not forgotten, former co-host of the Corner Booth, Mr. Mark Riley is back to uh, help me out today because, you know, Kevin started his new job today. We're proud of him. And Savannah's on vacation. So, yeah. Mark's oh, wow. back. I, didn't, I, didn't, I am back. I'm glad to be here. I didn't realize Kevin started a new job because I thought he just started a new job. But uh, that's called the the life right after college. But yeah, it's nice to be back. Mouth on the mic in no weird way about it other than that we're you know talking sports again. Yeah, it's the old it's the old it's the old uh, duo back again. Oh geez. Oh my god, it's so weird because I'm trying to remember last year what we did at this point because it's it's kind of an odd weekend. It's kind of like an odd show because I want to talk Super Bowl, but. At the same time, I think last year we kind of took a show off after this because it was just so like this week dragged before the Super Bowl. So yeah, and that's when we gonna, just started getting into two at the same time. So we were like, ah, what do we do? What do we do? I'm actually gonna look it up as you uh, get going. But alrighty, all right. First off, Mark, we had one good game and one not so good game on Sunday. I finally was able to watch every game end-to-end, no interruptions except for going outside to get a quick smoke and then coming back in. <laughs> Basically, that was it. It was a great game to watch. Both, well, I, I had a lot of fun because both my picks were right. Um, my, bo- my, well, my boy, shout out to my boy Jeffrey, one of the loyal listeners of the show, came over for a little bit. And uh, we were, he was asking about his questions during the game, and I said off the first five minutes of the Tennessee game, we'll start with that, Tennessee and uh, Kansas City. Tennessee was getting Kansas City on play-action passes early, but the problem was they were not getting that backbreaker run with Derrick Henry. And the longer and longer the game went, I'm like, all right, you guys better do something because Kansas City's about to take off. And I'm like, up oh, three, two, one, up oh, long pass. There we go, up oh, game over. Yep. It just it's crazy. The Chiefs won. They're not. I don't think they'll be able to do that again in the Super Bowl. Um, but the way it started, it was like, okay, Chiefs started off slow. Now Texans, now Titans, and then it's like, wait, this is exactly where the Titans want to be. They're up. Feed the ball to Henry. Um, Chiefs defense definitely had a little, little more figure had it more figured out than the Ravens did. Um, but then again, Mahomes. People forgot about him when his knee popped out of place, and he just showed that he's still the best quarterback in the NFL and with the weapons around him. I mean, Nicole Hardman is like top five now for rookie passing yards, like 917 or something crazy like that. So, I mean, I just hope like, we'll get – if we, I'm, I probably won't be on the next one, but predictions will not. Obviously, you're probably right there with me. Andy Reid, the big fella. Oh, All I want Big him. Red to get that chip so bad. Um, the problem is I'm split because my best friend is a Niners fan, and I want him to get his chip because they haven't won since he was like four years old. Mm. But, like, oh, I, I want Big Red to get it. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird – it's a weird – I said in the beginning of the playoffs, I said I wanted to be 49ers and Chiefs because I have nothing against each team. I want Andy Reid to win one. And now that it's here, it's like, holy shit, like, nobody – there's no reason to hate either one of these teams. Exactly. Unless you, like, for some reason, we, hate Pat Mahomes already. And I love his girlfriend, even though everyone's ripping on her. She's hilarious. <laughs> she's 
She's taking advantage of the limelight. That's for damn sure. Hey, listen, man. They've been dating since like I've seen. Well, I've seen the story. They've been dating since like junior year of high school. Yeah. So, and she's all like, said, so she's forward. loving it. His brother's loving it. They're all just taking advantage of what they can. Hey, hey man, I'm not. I'm not gonna be cynical about it like you are, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm. See, it's what's weird to me is like there are like only like four teams I didn't. Three or four teams I did not want to see in the Super Bowl. Um, Vikings, Packers, Saints. So five. And uh, Patriots. Everyone else been like, all right, that's cool. That's fine. The Titans, no. Titans would have been terrible. It's, I, You know like, what? I want to see Derek more Derrick Henry. Like, Yeah, but that's not like – yeah, sure. I, I agree with you. It's nice to see like him run all over a team like Mostert did before the 49ers. But like if it would have been the 49ers against the Titans, dude, that would have been the like quickest, most boring game. Oh, it would have been like Broncos-Seahawks all over again. Yeah, I mean, I just looked and saw that the reason why Titans lost, I mean, end up losing by 11, which makes you look not as bad. But Tannehill threw it 31 times. That's more than I think he had combined. That, yeah, well, no, because, and I, I, like I said before, you never saw the back-breaking runs. They held Henry to 88 yards. You never saw, the like, the run. That one, it's like a te- it could be a 10-yard run or a 40-yard run. It's the run where he breaks, like, two or three tackles and gets the crowd, like, either silences or gets the crowd amped up. He had two against uh, New England, and he had one against Baltimore, or three against, actually, no, three against Baltimore. It was just like, you didn't see that. It was like, oh, here's four, here's three, here's five, four. Because, you know, basically he takes two steps and falls over. He gets, that's four yards. But it almost felt like they just had, they didn't have to stop him. They just basically had to keep making him slow down. Because he never was able to pick up the momentum to get going. And like you said before, Daniel threw the ball over 30 times. He's not Wentz or Breeze or Manning or Rodgers or Brady or any of these quarterbacks who actually are the centerpiece of their offense. He is a game manager with a good arm and good athleticism. Yeah, That's I mean, Mariota's got to be kicking himself. If he was just not throwing the ball half the times he threw the ball, he would be the starting quarterback for the Titans and be fine. Because, like, Everyone's like, I was out to breakfast with my buddies, and uh, the one kid's like, I can't believe, I knew I knew that Tannehill was a good quarterback in Miami. He just, uh, Gase was just bad, and he wasn't using him right. I was like, well, yeah, I think Gase sucks, but you can't tell me a guy that, yeah, sure, they're winning because he's doing what's supposed he to. He also which made is what some playoffs. Want. He just got hurt. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I do remember that season now, but he's still just not like anything special. He's doing exactly what Variable asked him to do. Um I think he'll be back there next year, but they, I don't think Vrabel's sitting there saying Tannehill's our guy. After I mean, yeah, he he pulled it. He, I think he, everyone said, like I even said, um, if they go to the Super Bowl and somehow pull us off, he's gonna have a Nick Foles year. But I think when in reality, it was actually just a Case Keenum year, is what we really saw out of it. Basically, Case Keenum's a slinger, but he just did what he needed to do to get the teams to the what's it called the um the championship, championship and then ran out of steam. You know what he is? He's like a mini Cooper. I mean, yeah, it's kind of flashy. There's some fun to it, and it, you know, it's got the cannon arm going fast. But in reality, it's not that useful of a car, and it's basically it's a great backup. It's a great backup. It's a great summer car for some people. Don't you never catch me dead in one of those. But it, that's basically what he is. He's the Mini Cooper of quarterbacks. It's that's the best way I can look at it. Your that or he's like a kind of like a Toyota or Acura coupe. Like, it's like nothing special, but he's, it's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Titans just looked off 
on the Chiefs side of the ball, dude, that pass rush, it's like duct taped together a little bit with Jones being in and out of the lineup and my boy Sizzle and uh, Frank Clark, who needs to get a damn haircut, man. I, don't know <laughs> I saw Clark it after was. the game. He was he was just cursing left and right, and then the hair. It was it was a great soundbite, though. You know, it's so funny. I was half listening to it while I was at the gym on Monday, and I had to walk away, and I'm like, I never finished the the quote, so I might have to go watch it after this. But I saw I saw him doing the interview. I'm like, that boy needs a barber, man. Come on. Some people look good with the lettuce. Some people don't. He is not one of those people. But uh, uh, yeah, no, he's not. Oh, that was awful. Um, next up, we are going to talk the second game. Basically. Last final thoughts, Just there's just too many damn weapons. That's a great Titans defense. That's a top 10 defense right there, and Mahomes shredded him like Swiss cheese. Yeah, like I don't, the one time I think it was, uh, yeah, Sammy Watkins beat him deep. And it was probably, I, I mean, I know the, I think the corner got tripped up and fell, and then the safety, uh, Ryan got beat. But it's even one of those things, I feel like the safety was like, there's no way Mahomes is launching this. And then it's just boom, he does it perfectly, and then it's like a it. goddamn video game. <laughs> it, it is. It's like the one the back in the day on uh, like NCAA when you could throw off your back back foot like fifty yards in the air. It's like this isn't supposed to happen. Yeah, it's just not. Fair. People but forgot you know about him, and he's still the best. Lamar's really good, but Mahomes is the best quarterback. I, think. I still think Lamar's extremely limited. Somebody tried to tell me like Lamar is like top five, and I'm just like, all right, stop, 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 stop. He had a great season. But Baltimore, but the Titans showed how limited Lamar Jackson is. So he may be creeping into that top ten conversation next year. But I think he'll creep more into the um, weapon. He's like a like I don't care if he's a quarterback. He's not. He I can't have he's a weapon. Make that back shore, the back shoulder like corner out throw that Mahomes, Wentz, Watson can all hit. And yeah, I'll throw you in that conversation. But every every big throw he made this year was down the middle of the field. I understand that. I'm saying is I'm still taking him as like a top ten weapon. Oh yeah. And like I that uh, he makes the team a lot better when he's on there. That's all I know. Yeah, totally. But I'm just saying if we're gonna categorize him, my boy was categorized him as a quarterback, and I'm like, no, nah, he, he is. He is a quarterback. No, no, I'm saying, but like if you're gonna categorize him as a quarterback and not a weapon, oh okay, you cannot put him in the top ten yet because there are throws he still can't hit consistently. And if I'm running an offense, that's going to basically, unless I'm Greg Roman, who's got so many screws loose, in his, screws loose in his head, he fits perfectly with Lamar Jackson's style right now. But, like, I just I can't rely on him not to hit a back shoulder ball when I need him to on third and ten. Yeah. So that's why I, I'm kind of not in that top ten thing yet. That's, what, that's what Harbaugh said. He's like, thank God he's only 23 and we still got a lot left in him. He's like, all right, that's a good point. I cannot believe he's that young. But anyway, uh, next game, speaking of uh, disappointing playoff performances, the Packers. Hmm. Oh, Lord. See, it just so what... happens that Savannah's not here. Oh, no. She's on vacation. Um, I mean, one. she probably needs it after that. Oh, and two, I was brutal to her over the corner booth group chat. Because, you know, my buddy brought over. I had I had a little henny, a couple of beers. I was mm. feeling good watching the game. And, oh, my Lord. She, she's like – she said something like the, NCAA, the uh, NFL's rigged. And me, Kevin's rigged, like – They would have been in the Super Bowl. No, no, no. That she was being sarcastic. And I'm like, nah, y'all just suck. And she's like, excuse me, where's your Eagles? And I'm like, about to set up a round of golf with the Patriots and you guys. But, you know, thanks for asking. You know, I, it's it, that Packers team. My like, I'm not usually one to be a delusional uh, Eagles fan, but I was like, man, Seahawks kind of stunk. 
if we had a little bit of a healthier team, we could have beat the Seahawks, probably would end up beating the Packers, probably would have lost the 49ers. But, no, I was laughing. I was like, wow, I just turned into the delusional Eagles fans that I despise so much. But, no, Packers, everyone's saying frauds. I, I think they'll be all right next year. It was just like their record was not – they were more of like a 10-6 team than the tw- – uh, what are they? What are they, 13-3? Uh, 13-3, yeah. I mean, they lost to the freaking – Chargers and uh, Chargers, us and the Niners. Yeah, and they got whooped by the Niners both times. I will never forget uh, when Savannah called out the Niners for being frauds and not that good. Oh my in the god! Season. That, that they, episode the next morning was hysterical. And she oh. called them out, and then they end up beating the, the Seahawks. Smacked. Yeah, and then they got smacked. Oh my they god! They said, "I, I said, I think Lafleur is fine. Rogers, I, did he?" He kills me, man. Like, he just doesn't seem like he gives any shits. Right. His back th- shoulder throw doesn't even exist. Like, he doesn't even use it as much anymore. I mean, right. I don't know. I actually, he's going to be my part, my last call tonight. So, we're gonna, it's going to be about A.A. Ron. So, we'll uh, try, I'll save my criticism of him for there. My, okay, so a couple things. One, if the Eagles had even had Wentz healthy, they would beat the Seahawks. That offense was inept. Two, yeah, give us, we, we had D-Jax back against that really, cra- against the Packers. Those corners couldn't cover his speed, but yeah, if we had a full healthy team, like everyone from Malik Jackson down, we're in, we're going knock for knock with the uh, uh, 49ers, but they probably still win. Anyway, to the game. First off, I've been saying since week 15, and Kevin's been Kevin can attest to this. I've been saying this: the Packers are the softest number two seed I've ever seen in the NFC playoffs. Like 10 ply soft. Letter can <laughs> reference. They are, and it, it, when I say, look, always, my, what's my mark, line, Mark? Look at the film. What's the eye test tell you? Watch the three games they got their ass beat. So I cussed for the first time today. I made it to this 14-minute mark. That's impressive. Um, even the games they barely won, Kansas City and the game at the end of the year against a Detroit team that had Jeff Blau or David Blau, whatever his name is, playing for David Blau. David Blau. Are you kidding me? The replacements are our Lord and Savior Matthew Stafford. I'm just kidding. Just to, just had to bring that one up one time. But that is the softest team. You know what those teams did, Mark? They ran the football. They pounded them down down the middle, and they utilized the fact their running backs and offensive lines were more physical than their defensive line and their corners. And it was getting to them. The Eagles game, for first example, Jordan Howard was having a field day on them because their corners did not want to hit anybody. Mm-hmm. And two, their in- interior guys wanted nothing to do with our Pro Bowl interior linemen. They were like, nah, fam, we're good. And, oh, by the way, Zedaria Smith is an opportunist pass rusher. He's not actually a good edge rusher. He's just – he gets a lot of stat. He's a stat stuffer. Well, that's the one thing about this team that I'm shocked by this year, bringing in this offensive guy with LaFleur. Their defense definitely was better oh, than totally. it's been in a while, which but, is now funny because if you're if we're saying Aaron Rodgers, obviously you're going to talk about the end, is this the great whatever. He finally had a remote defense, a run trying game. trying to me for my last call, Mark. Stop doing it. All right. Well, I'll stop then. But like I said, he's got to figure it out going into next year. He's just going to go off as this guy that's just been really – can throw the ball and whatever. But anyways, yeah. No, Desaria Smith, um, Smith brothers, uh, obviously they're not actually they're brothers, not, but – They're B-minus, B, B solid B pass rushers. They're nothing – they're 
Like, I we, mean, I would take them on the Eagles is basically what I'm saying because we only had, like, Brandon Graham, Barnett's hit or miss. But this team was – I think I think they'll be fine. I take Sedarius Smith, but the problem is he's like a clown. He's a rotation pass rusher. He's not good every down. It's when, like, when you peers, pin his ears back and just go straight at the quarterback, that's when he's dangerous. But the more impressive part of all this is is that freaking 4-12, and 12, dude. 4-12. and 12. I don't care if Jimmy G's in or out. 4-12. and 12. To now in the Super Bowl, that's insane. I guess it's like I hope they're not like the Rams. I don't think they're the Rams because I've been yelling since week one that the Rams are frauds. This that was a one year, that was a two year blip, and now they're gone again. I, I, I could give you three reasons why they're different. One, the head coaching tree different. Yes, McVeigh is from the is from is like somehow diverged from the Shanahan tree, but it's not the same. You got Shanahan. One, there are two different types of coaches. Kyle Shanahan is basically Mikey 2.0. He yells, he screams, but he's player friendly. Two, the systems are different. Unlike the Rams, the the 49ers, who can beat you with the pass, would rather run the football. And their offense is very predicated on run run pass uh, on a run pass balance, but a lot of zone running. They have three running backs that can kick your butt. Not relying on one star back who's got bad knees. Three running backs who, who, unless you're a football guy like us, don't even know their names. Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, and the boy, the hero himself, Raheem Morissette, former Philadelphia Eagle extraordinaire. By the way, go his cup. That is the worst. People that keep saying that. Oh, Eagles. I was like, dude, he was. We were the first. He was cheats when he was on our team. He was awful. I don't. To be fair, like he's been playing well this year, but in that game, I mean, there's been more. Those holes were massive. Okay, well, well, that's what I'm gonna get onto about the defense in a second, but that's why the that's why they're not the that's why they're not the Rams. That Rams team when they made it there, first of all, they lost on the most BS call, but then the Saints blew it, and we had our whole episode the next day of me laughing in, in the Saints' face and me talking about drinking Saints fans' tears. One of my greatest all-time sound bites. Um, but the thing is, this, the Rams just felt like a fraud last year. Like, I sh- I saw a meme I shared about – it was a picture of Jared Goff from high school wearing some stupid getup, and I'm like, this man is going to try to stop Brady. And I'm like, oh, we're screwed. But I mean, now, it's so funny because Jimmy G is like the same type of – But look. Jimmy G is more – not like a field general, but he's like – he's less like, you know – Jared Goff is just Matt Ryan with a better arm. Jimmy G is weird. He's hard to categorize. He's got a decent. He's he's kind of a Romo esque, but less of a deep ball thrower. Yeah, I mean, like I said, when you said the their offensive schemes, like like you said, the Rams want to run the ball all the time. Their best running back that they paid all this money just, I guess, can't. Um, and I think he's like when he he still got carries towards the end of the year, but he doesn't make the breaks, the tackles, or make the. The cuts that he used to. He's not the dominant running back he was uh, 20. And dominant. I mean, he was easily worth the money at the moment if a guy like that stays healthy, which is like I feel bad for Derrick Henry because who knows he's going to get that kind of money, which he's going to probably be asking for now because of the crazy end of the year he had. Um, it's going to be like a Joe Flacco situation where it's like, look how much I gave us a shot at winning a Super Bowl. You have to pay me now. Yeah, that's true. Um, but no, like a 49 team is really good. They're going to be really good. Shanahan, just, I mean, like I said, the running backs are nobodies. Like, Burrito is a quick dude, the little dude that runs hard. 
Tevin Coleman, I thought, was going to be the guy, and he couldn't really stay healthy this year. He got hurt in this game. And then you got Raheem Morstead, whatever, Morster. Is whatever. it McKinney on their team, too? McKinnon, yeah, and he tore his ACL two years in a row. And they're, they're going to pull some running back off the street, and he's still going to run for 100 yards. That means the ghost of the Michael James to come out of the come out of the tunnel. Yeah, like, I mean, it's insane. Kenyon Barner might pop. He probably was on their team at one point this year. It's just yeah, he's on Falcons. They had he's their like their permanent like scat back to replace Coleman. I don't know. I just think Shanahan, what he's doing is insane. Um, everyone was like, oh, Shanahan Lynch after last year. It's like, dude, you have C.J. Beathard as your quarterback. Like, relax. Um, but I'm interested, like I said, to see what happens in the Super Bowl. Should be, I think this is going to be – I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as Eagles-Patriots, but I think it, it's going to be a lot better than it's last It's going to be like 35-29 kind of score. It's going to be Perfect. great. I'm, I'm so totally down with that. All right. Next up, uh, last thing though, I wanted to say about you're talking about the holes these guys are running through was like were massive. Well, let's let's examine that. Like I said before, these uh, these uh, defensive backs from the um, Packers, except for my boy Darnell Savage, wanted nothing to do with those running backs. Everybody was on a block. Those receivers were getting downfield, popping them in the mouth early, and th- they wanted nothing to do with even more set. Who all the by the way, all the running backs on the uh, on the Niners are speed backs. There's no power like bruiser backs on that roster. They're all speed guys. But the problem is that zone scheme is so deadly. They get them moving downhill, and nobody wants to even hit a running back at that speed. Yeah, so, especially when, like I said, when they're full steam ahead because they had so much room. Oh, yeah. These guys – it was like – Mark, it looked like I was playing my Madden game. I was running it with my nine, my 90 overall speed back. That was a fifth overall pick. Like, <laughs> it's it, the holes were massive. I'm like – Mean half the boys could run through these. Holy crap! It's 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 bad. It was the Packers just looked overwhelmed, and like I said, they were the most fake thirteen and three team I've seen in a long time. They would probably be a nine and seven if it like one if the Mahomes played against them, they would have lost. Um, that they should have lost that game against the Lions at the end of the year. There were a couple games where just like you know they should have lost that. This that they they like lucked out off of Rodgers, and I'll get to Rodgers later. And this is an interactive. Last call because Mark is back. It's special, so Mark's allowed to comment on my comments. Um, <laughs> let's get some headlines quick, and then before we steamroll head to last call. Uh, first off, we have the MLB Hall of Fame was announced today. Two players got in. Two players from our childhood. I remember early. one of them not because he's the captain, but just because of video games strictly. Oh, yeah. Um I remember, I remember the very end of Larry Walker's career, but he just was like, you know, just a left lefty hitter bashing home runs. Was kind of caught up in the steroid scandal, was never proven. So good for him, he got in. Uh, yeah. So Derek Jeter, the captain, and Larry Walker getting in. I was getting there, Mark. Damn it. See, he's I'm still. Sorry, I'm just jumping back right back into where I, you know, I feel like I never left kind of mode. Yeah, I used to let Mark kind of run the run the agenda, but now because of Kevin and Savannah, I I'm I'm the leader here. But um, yeah, um, Mark, Mark, like Mark said, Derek Jeter got in, uh, the captain, of course, and everyone talked about like you know his last hit. And I was watching videos today, and I'm like, you know what? I'm hearing all these stats, and I'm like, you know, I was a little, I said something stupid on while I was at WSIN back in college. I'm like, oh yeah, he won't be a first ballot Hall of Famer, no. <laughs> I thought about it over the last four years. I've thought about it since that really crappy take, and I'm like, you know what? No, I'll be first ballot because honestly, when you go down the list of shortstops in the Hall of Fame, I put them at like five or six at the lowest. 
maybe seven. I, I'm not even going. I can't remember the names I looked at before, but there's like Larkin, Cal Ripken, Honus White. Like there's like all these great guys. And I'm just like, you know what? Jeter is in that top five, top ten, no question. So you know, get him in the Hall of Fame. Let's go. He's just. It is just. I don't know if Jeter's career would be in the same. If he wasn't a Yankee, but it was just he won them all. He won all those championships. Obviously, it's not like individual because it's not football or anything like that. Like can't be the quarterback. It's not like start. What? He's Tim Duncan. Yeah, I mean, I I do see that in a sense. Um, He's kind of hated now, which is pretty funny with the whole what he's doing with the Mariners, which I'm all about. Trust the process down. Or yeah, wow, Marlon. Um, but. No, Jeter's just like growing up, man. Everyone, he the the jump throw. I mean, the dude's a legend. The fact that he got 396 out of 397 votes, I feel like I have sympathy for the person that didn't vote for him because they knew that they were going to be that person. And usually that's me uh, via all over Twitter trying to just make everyone else mad in the world. Um, but no, I mean, in like Blair Walker, like I said, I didn't. I don't remember watching him too much. All I remember is his bent over stance. And MVP baseball and just cranking bombs. And uh, obviously he was uh, good for him too. I mean, the last chance for him to freaking win it or get into the Hall of Fame and he got it. So, I mean, I'm, it's good for him. And baseball, some positive things about baseball and not cheating. True. Like, honestly, but to be to be straight up, I don't know what your opinion was on this whole uh, stealing signs thing, but I've said this multiple times already with Savannah and Kevin Bolton on the show. I said, I don't care. Just get to the season. I don't give a crap. Stealing signs doesn't matter. The Dodgers are still going to lose both those World Series anyway. So spend them for spend them for a half of 30 days or four, 60. Dock them to draft picks. Let's move on. I'm done with this. This is so stupid. It is stupid. It is funny, though, because there's more hype around this than the actual season. Um, if they actually had buzzards, that's kind of bullshit. Um, the people that are, like, finding pictures of it, like, I don't. nobody knows for a fact. And the, the whole Altuve. It's so yeah. easy. Photoshop and um, what's it called? Altuve. When he didn't want to take his jersey, they ripped off his jersey the last game. So like everyone doesn't know context. Everyone's just getting hooting and hollering about stuff that nobody even cares about. Like yeah, the people that are pissed the most don't even care about baseball. <laughs> they literally are the ones that just enjoy bitching about something. It's like, dude, like you didn't even care that the Astros won the World Series back in 2017, and you didn't even care that they were in the World Series this year. Everyone just either wants it not to be the Yankees. Or they don't care. And it's like I said, if it happened, it happened. Um, take away their World Series, whatever. They don't care. They already won it. It doesn't matter to them. Um, but, yeah, no, the whole cheating thing, it, it, it's it's just funny. Baseball always finds a way to stay relevant. This time they actually just cracked down harder than I expected them to. Well, first off, um, those people who are complaining about that should complain about something else and do something about something else. Oh, like the Australian wildfires. And, by the way, uh, we have a shirt and sweatshirt combo on our website right now, I think it's half the proceeds go to help uh, the fires down in Australia. Mark, of course, ordered one today. I will be ordering oh, so one on payday. So support the koalas. I love them with the little with the white uh, strings at the top. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be sweet. And it's going to a great cause. So. We're going to order a T-shirt on Friday. All right. Next up, a little Miami hurricane news. And, guys, I promise this isn't just me complaining. For once, they're actually in the news. Uh, yeah, this is actually a pretty relevant topic. It's kind of yeah. Crazy. Uh, dear, oh, you guys remember how on Thursday Kevin brought up Derek King, the transfer from uh, Houston. The rumor was he's going to Miami. I said, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, give Jeremy Williams a second shot. He made some good strides this year. And then 
on Friday and Saturday, I did. I was one on Saturday. I was snowed in, and Friday I had a short day at work. So I'm like, let me do some research on this whole Miami party scandal that me and Kevin talked about a couple weeks back. Um, basically, Jaron Williams, Mark, was one of the ringleaders or was very much involved and drove Manny Diaz nuts. So we get the number two quarterback ranked in college lat two years ago. I will take it. The guy sat out last year. But uh, Derek yeah, Kane is, yeah. is the wonkiest release on the planet. It's It's weird looking, but you know what? Dude throws a pretty deep ball. He's fast. He's athletic. Throws good. He, I mean, yes, it's an air raid system in Houston, but with our new offense coordinator we've got from SMU, who was one of the top top scoring offenses in college last year, I love it. Anything beats Danny Enos' stupid system. So I am actually really hyped for this right now. I'm really kind of – Mark, I wasn't excited for college ball this year. Like, now I'm, like, getting amped up, and I want to go see a game because, like, this De'Ara King guy – is going to be nasty in Coral Gables with how much speed we have on the outside. All right, well, it's amazing how the season can end and a week later and news like this can happen and you can be so dialed back in on Miami full when they're like, it's a whole way, way away. Um, I think this is good for Miami. Manny Diaz is just, I think he's great for Miami. His name, his just his appearance, how he just like handles himself. His dad was the um, mayor of Miami. Yeah, uh, it's funny because the De'Ara King, because our old friend Ralph Snake is a Houston fan, and him and Zach Mack, uh, another good friend, was there. You know, have a little Twitter war about Memphis and Houston, which is pretty funny because neither one of those um, programs even matter. So I don't know what they were arguing about. But De'Ara King said he wasn't entering the transfer portal, wasn't entering the transfer portal after sitting a year out. And they were like, and Rouse like, oh, so you looking, going anywhere. And then today you find out the news, Miami. I mean, it better work out for Miami Diaz on Miami. Because, I mean, what? Your guy, Nikozi Perry, who is not good. He's um, not. I will, he, I will blow that, that, that freaking, that bowl game was just, when he got in there, it was piss poor. Tate Martell, he might as well change positions because I don't think he will he ever. Might be, I think off season, I think he's he wants to play quarterback, but I think a year off season of him playing receiver He's got so much explosive speed. The problem is his release, he doesn't have the arm strength to play quarterback at the next level. Yeah, I mean, he's not big. He's not – I mean, David Sills, he hasn't really panned out in the NFL yet. But, I mean, he was the dude that was 12 years old, supposed to go to USC, end up being a stud wide receiver at West Virginia. So, it, he, sometimes you got to make the sacrifice. Tate Martell is cocky as his little self is. Um, but, though, like I said, it's crazy. Miami, he, this dude, if Manny Diaz and, uh, like you said, the guy from SSU figure him, SMU figures it out. And we have like such and yeah, you're right. And, and the and the ACC other than Clemson is a freaking whatever every year. Yeah. So I looked at our schedule this morning, dude. It's a joke. If we get if we even play 30% better than we played last year, we're running the table to the end. We're gonna probably get smacked by Clemson. But you know, it's it's something. Here's the th- here's the craziest thing though, is like we only lose a couple guys. We lose, I think, Jeff Thomas and two of the linebackers. Uh Quarterman and Pinkney, but you get the league. You get arguably the top tight end in college football, or at least top three in Brevin Jordan. A couple other really good ones as well. You know, you get um, you get Cameron Harris, who was you know top. I think he was like the number two freshman running back, not freshman or sophomore underclassman running back last year in, in the ACC. Like they got a lot of weapons, and they have a lot of guys who emerged late in the year. And also the number one freshman pass rusher in the country in Greg Russo, who's 
Our, oh, by the way, boys and girls, look this up. Everyone getting this Chase Young hype. Mark, he had one last sack than Chase Young this year. But nobody right. even knows who he is. That's Rousseau. Gregory Rousseau. Spelled all wonky. You can look it up. He's like he's like one he's like a sack and a half behind Chase Young. And nobody talked about him. Hey, rather than not know, right? Yeah, listen, man. But no, everyone in the ACC knows who number fifteen is, man. He's a monster. But yeah, no, this De'Ara King thing has got me hype. Maybe I'll actually have like some hope this year. Um Finally, more Antonio Brown fun. Uh, his uh, The update just came out right before we started recording. His trainer has been arrested for um, was it, armed robbery. Oh, yeah, no. His trainer, Glenn Holt, was taken into custody and charged with felony burglary battery. Antonio Brown was not charged. Just, you know, more fun with Antonio Brown. It's, this is a quick hitter, but it's just like... Man, this like CTE is a hell of a problem, man. This this guy's just career. I think he has created something other than CTE because this isn't something we've seen before, and so fast. Like it's insane. He's got to be on drugs. Yeah, I mean, because there's no other explanation for a guy who takes such good care of his body and does like he's such a hard worker on the field, loves the game of football, but loses his marbles like that fast. Just insane i mean it's it's obviously at first it was like oh he's actually going crazy the Vontez perfect hit like this dude's legitimately lost his mind um i think he's gonna end up in jail for doing something really dumb or it's there's gonna, no reason probably right. not but another aaron hernandez situation yeah um, i watched a documentary i'm like an episode and a half in. Oh my lord. Yeah, I didn't. I heard about a couple of things and I did not see that coming. But um, back to AB, is he, I don't think he like. I think he was loving the the publicity at first when he was like in the Oakland situation, the Patriots, and then now it just it's all like legal issues. I mean, when he got released by Patriots because of like sexual assault and stuff, and it's like. I don't know, man. He's just off his rocker. We all know that. I mean, the dude dyed his mustache blonde or gold. The G- he, I uh, say that every time. The GTA character. Yeah. He's it's like literally, a guy like, in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, and he's just trying to get five stars and then restart. There we go. All right. Last up, before we hit last call, uh, Nolan Arnato, arguably the best third baseman in baseball, power-hitting defense, does everything right. Um, the Rockies, if you haven't heard by now, I've been trying to shop this guy for mo- a month. He feels disrespected. He went on to, he, he went in public today. I think it was over Twitter and just basically voiced his displeasure. The Aldenado thing though, for his career, this is a good thing though. They just threw him a huge contract and now they're trying to move him to a contender. If I am Arizona, Washington, LA, I mean, LA's actually got a pretty good third baseman with Josh Turner. They're fine, but um, you know, uh, Phillies would love them. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't didn't your uh, didn't your Phillies just part ways with a third baseman? Ah, uh, Franco. Yeah, but he already got he got like sent down. And, well, I mean, listen, I, I'm telling you, contenders they need to look at this guy because honestly, if I'm Arizona, I'm I'm calling up our the Rockies, and be like, listen, you want our number two pitcher and our number one hitter, our number one catcher. Here, take it. We want this guy. Like, let's and we'll give you Escobar as a, a bonus who's on a one year deal. You just and said contenders like, though. Yeah, but Arizona was <laughs> I'm Arizona just was it was just an old shot. Finished like five games out of the wild card. That's impressive. Yeah. 
You're not wrong. I mean, they, hey, they were way better than I thought they were going to be this year. Oh, Jack still owes me like Jack still owes me some money. <laughs> um, no, Arenado. I don't think he. I mean, it's it's just a natural thing, like to not feel like in a sense wanted. Obviously, he knows he's like the best third baseman in the league. Him and um, Rendon are like right there. Yeah, yeah he for Chris Bryant in there along with uh, what's his face. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, even I even throw Donaldson in the top five just because he's so much fun to watch. Yeah, he's just, he's he's an aggressive guy, but. I mean, he's, I think Arenado's the best. I think he'd, he's worth even probably more than he makes. And if they're willing to get rid of him for probably a shit ton of pieces, you got to understand that they're like, well, I don't think we're there, even though the Colorado Rockies seem to never be there. Um, they haven't had a pitching staff since Jimenez was their starter. Yeah, and he then that never panned out. Except, right? That was the year they went to the World Series. He almost won like 30 games or something crazy. Yeah, it was insane. Like, I remember it was like the weirdest Final Four. It was the Diamondbacks, Rockies, Red Sox, and I can't remember. It was some random NL West team. Yeah. Oh, it was the Indians. Indians, Red Sox. I don't know. That was that weird year. That was the that was, that was was just an odd year, 2007. But uh, Yeah, Arenado, I think I – I don't know how. How do you find out about trade things? Like, if you're ownership, I don't understand how that happens. Other than, but no, that it's what's that old line that Cowherd always says? Good organizations never have leaks like this. Yep. Yeah. This Rockies have never been a good organization. The only thing they've handled well the past like five years is Todd Helton and allowing him to retire as a Rocky. That's the it. only thing is that maybe more. I think like leaks intentionally happen sometimes, and they might have not cared if he found out because. They're gonna want all thirty other teams to be called. So let's ship out for this. All twenty other teams. Yeah. I agree. All right. Let's uh, get rolling because me and Mark have other have a you know nice fun executive meeting after this. Let's get rock and rolling here for last call. Let's kick that smooth jazz. So ladies and gentlemen, as Mark foreshadowed earlier, I got a little beef with the sheriff, old A. A. Ron Rogers, or as people start calling him A. Rod. No, he's not A. Rod. A. Rod is. Engaged, dating, married to J-Lo, and is still one of my favorite players of all time, even though everyone gives me crap for it. I was a power-hitting third baseman. I emulated this swing. It happens. I was a kid. Anyway, I digress. Aaron Rodgers, as Mark put it earlier, he ha- finally had the defense. He finally had the running game. And this was his player performance. Wah, wah, wah. Nothing. He played like crap. And here's the thing. And I heard this today on uh, yesterday on Cowherd. I heard this on Good Morning Football or man, I couldn't football. I think it was uh, NFL Primetime, whatever. Either way, it was on NFL Network. People were talking about how he's not. He, he bails on plays. He bails on coaches. He bails on players. He only really threw to Adams and and uh, Jimmy Graham this game. He doesn't really throw to his other guys that much. I mean, he doesn't trust them because they're like D minus. I mean, D plus, C minus receivers. Aaron Jones basically scored a lot of their points this year. But here's the thing about Rodgers. In this, in, in everything, it's a waste of talent, as Mark said. It is because if you look at the top five most talented quarterbacks I've ever watched in my life, Rodgers is five. That man has a cannon arm, laser accuracy, incredible ability to extend plays, but injuries, his attitude, the fact that Ted Thompson may be the worst GM in sports that kept his job for more than two years, and on top of all that. It just, it seemed like he could never put it together. And somebody asked me, there he goes, who would you rather have all time? Rod, like, start of their career, Rodgers or Favre? And I said, Favre. And they're like, why? I'm like, 
Because Favre made the average... Favre won a Super Bowl with a bunch of scrubs and Reggie White. And Mike Holm... Yes, Mike Holmgren was head coach, but still. Like, Favre also... Favre can make nothing out of... Something out of nothing. Where Aaron Rodgers doesn't see throws anymore. Just chucks balls away. And Rodgers, with the amount of talent he has, should have at least multiple Super Bowls. But he doesn't. And he's ticked off... Like, and the other thing I see is, like... All these things you hear, from my, whether it's Greg Jennings or his brother or his family, whatever, where there's smoke, there's fire. And with Rodgers, it always seems like it's something. There's always some kind of smoke seeping up through the cracks. There's always some kind of sign that he's kind of he's kind of acts like a little bit of a tool. Also, hangs out with Ryan Braun. That's just tell you all you need to know right right there. But that's it. That's all I got on Aaron Rodgers before I let Mark comment quickly before we go. Yeah, I mean, you said everything. It's he's he's not Aaron Rodgers really anymore. I mean, like I said, they, I was saying earlier, the excuses aren't really there as much when you have the running back, you have the defense that's good enough, better than you've had before. Um, he didn't make the plays that he usually does. There's no like random rollouts. He doesn't have his. I mean, Devontae Adams is really good, but it's not the same. Like Jordy Nelson was always there making plays, and they had the guys. Um, yeah, like James that, Jones and Randall yeah, James Cobb. Jones, random people that were his guys. But he said, I don't think they're done. I think they'll be back. Um, that division's all over the place. I mean, Vikings could have been hit or miss this year. Bears, I don't think, are going to be that good next year. And the Lions are the Lions. So. Yeah. The last thing I'm going to leave you guys with is with Rodgers, I think the myth has become more powerful than the man himself with him. Like, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So, that well, about wraps it up. Wait, real so, quick, real quick. There's Because the new Aaron Rodgers type players are more known. Like, like Mahomes is kind of like that with the, just the canon, like, non-familiar type of throwing mechanics. Like, that's his problem. Like, we're seeing new Aaron Rodgers. That's we're seeing what he was the – he was the predecessor to the Wentz Mahomes. Can't really just put Watson there because Watson can just run for days – but the improviser, the yeah. scrambler, like the guy who's going to try to get outside and try to make something happen where there's nothing there. So him and Big Ben were the first, but it just turns out they just didn't last as long, and like their their styles are kind of falling apart. Maybe we're seeing something that's what's going to happen later if scramblers don't learn how to fix their system and become more like Brady as they get older and Breeze. I don't know. But that about wraps it up for us, folks. So, guys, thank Mark Riley for coming on today and, uh, you know, Giving us, don't worry, I'll put the clapping sound effects in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, he came up in a big spot. And, uh, Mark, we always love having you back on the show, buddy. It was fun. I'm glad to be back. All right, folks, uh, like I brought up last week, make sure to check out the Corner Route podcast. We'll be coming to you in a few weeks before the combine, possibly even the Super Bowl, depending on how uh, timing works. But I'm Jared. That's Mark. And we will catch you all later. Thanks for listening to the Corner Booth Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at Corner Booth Pod.